A man's journey with God begins, continues, and ends with supernatural encounters that he orchestrates for him. No man will ever discover, enter into, and fulfill God's purpose in his lifetime without these supernatural encounters with God. Each encounter you have with God will not only transform your life, but will shift you supernaturally to a pedestal of glory where God can use you to transform others. A moment of encounter with God will shift you from where you are to where you are supposed to be spiritually and physically. Prepare Prepare your heart for an uncommon uncommon transformation from from God's word and all-round miracles by by the power of the Holy Ghost as God's servant. Chidebele Chidebele Udeze leads us in this special moment of encounter with God. Father, we thank you. We worship you. We lift your name on high. We ask that for every one of us here today that you will speak to us. And grant us a revelation of your word that will bring a transformation in our lives. Thank you for answering this prayer. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Turn your Bibles to the book of Luke, chapter 22. Luke chapter 22 from verse 35 to 38 or to 39 and he said unto them when I sent you without purse and scrip and shoes lacky anything and they said nothing then said he unto them but now He that has a purse, let him take it. And likewise, his scrip. And he that has no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. For I say unto you, that this that is written must yet be accomplished in me. And it was reckoned among the transgressors, For the things concerning me have an end. And they said, Lord, behold, here are two swords. And he said unto them, it is enough. Next verse 39. And he came out and went as he was wont to the Mount of Olives. And his disciples also followed him. Amen. When I set out to prepare for today, the Lord spoke to me and said, there is an urgent message that he needed to pass on to us. You know, last Sunday we started the manifest power of sonship, hoping to complete the part two of it today. But the Lord spoke to me and said, this particular message is urgent for a time like this. 
Maybe not just for us, but for other disciples and for the body of Christ as a whole. And that is what we are about to look at. I want us to look at the passage that we just read. This is when Jesus was about to be arrested. The Bible said he he began to speak to the disciples. In fact, if you read from verse 14, it was from that verse he began to speak while they were having the last supper. And the talk was long. So many topics had been covered. So the last which he spoke about is what we are about to look at. Very important. The Bible said he looked at them and said, when I sent you without pause, without script, without shoes, lucky anything, they said nothing. That was in Luke chapter 9 when he sent them out to go and preach two by two. He told them, as you go, don't take pause. Don't take script. Script is a wallet. Pause is, you know what pause is. What you use to put extra money. And then, don't go with extra shoe. He said, for the laborer is worthy of his wages. So they went out with faith and came back with testimony of no lack. They lacked nothing. And then he now said to them, verse 36, he said, then he said to them, but now, there is a change now. You went out before, and I told you, don't go with pause. But now, anyone that has pause, let him take his pause. It is not going to be the same as before. If you have a script, a wallet, take it. Situation has changed. Condition has changed. In other words, the way you survived in the other dispensation you will not be able to survive that way in this particular dispensation. If you keep yourself the way you used to keep yourself before now, now you are going to have problem. So take your pause if you have your pause. Take your script if you have your script. Then he now said, and he that has no sword, let him get a sword by all means. Even if it means selling your garments. Amen. I want us to note that change is part of life. Most times, People don't want things to change. They want to continue the way they are. They want things to continue the way it is. But change is not under any man's control. 
the situation of things in a man's life can change. The situation of things around people's life can change. But if you are not prepared for the change, you will have problem when the change comes. Jesus was warning the disciples, say, a change is here now. And if you are not prepared for it, if you treated this season the way you treated the season before now, you will have problem. He said, but now, let him that has post take it. Let him that has script take it. So if you don't have post and you don't take it, you may have problem. But if you have, don't leave it behind. Take it. And then, he that has no sword. Listen. When he sent them out before, he didn't mention sword. He didn't say, let him that has no sword take sword. There was nothing like sword when he was sending them out. And now, he brought it in. He said, and he that has no sword, let him do what? Sell his garments and do what? And buy one. When he said that, he said, the reason why I'm telling you this is that the time has come, verse 37, for the things that is written concerning me to come to pass, to be fulfilled. And you know what he's talking about? He's talking about his death, his arrest, his suffering. In other words, if they don't have sword, they will not be able to survive the heat around the suffering. What will happen to him now? So they needed a sword to be able to succeed. Then verse 38, and they said, Lord, behold, here are two swords. And he said unto them, it is enough. Please pay attention. What do you think Jesus meant when he said, it is enough? Is it that the two swords that they presented to him is enough? If the two swords are enough, how many persons are in that meeting? There are twelve. I don't know whether Judas has left by then. But even if Judas has left, they are what? Eleven. Remember that he said, he that has no sword, let him get it by all means, even if by selling his garment. Are you getting me at all? Now, that is to say, he is expecting that the eleven of them should each have what? A sword. A personal sword. Because of the moment or the season that they are entered into. Each of them should have a sword. But they said, we have two swords. And the man said, it is enough. Please, I want us to note that 
The reason why Jesus said it is enough and ended that topic and moved on is because, number one, the disciples that he's talking to, they are not understanding what he was talking about. Number two, he is not talking about physical sword. Are you following me? Do you think he's talking about physical sword? If he's talking about physical sword, why is it that when one of them used one of the sword on somebody's ear at the point of arrest, he rebuked the person and said, don't use sword. You remember the story? That is to show you that what the man was talking about was not a physical sword. They thought he was referring to a physical sword. So they said, we have to already. And even if he is talking about physical sword, the emphasis he placed on the sword is so serious that they should know he's referring to each person must have his own sword. Are you getting me now? See, I want you to note that Jesus was referring to the sword of the Spirit. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 17 called the word of God the sword of the Spirit. That in a season like this, that you are entering, if any one of you doesn't have a personal knowledge of the word of God, ready to use it to fight the battles around you, you will not be able to succeed this season. He said, and the sword of the spirit, which is what? The word of God. That was what Jesus was talking about. He that has no sword, let him do what? Sell his garment and buy one. When a man wants to sell properties around him because he has a need of money, you know that his garment will be the last option. Am I correct? He will have to sell other things before he will now think of going naked and selling his garment in order to have that which he's looking for. And for your information, that which he's looking for must be greater in value to him than his clothes. That he will prefer to go naked and get that thing by selling his clothes than to being with his clothes without that. Are you following me at all? Please note that Jesus was trying to show the disciples that unless they have a personal knowledge and possession of the word of God as the sword of the spirit in their life in this season, they will fall away. And I hope you know that they fell away in that season. Eh? The one that said, I will never deny you, even if it means my dying. And they all said the same thing. 
was the one that denied him, lied. Denied him three times before met. Or before met. Why? Because the sword of the spirit was not with him. There is nothing that you can do to a man, a believer, a disciple, that has no foundation established in the word of God. Jesus gave a a parable at the end of a very long teaching to the disciples in Matthew chapter 5, 6 and 7. The last part of that teaching, he said, verse 23, say, those who hear these sayings of mine and do them, they are like those who are building their life, building their businesses, building their marriages, building everything around their life on a solid rock. They hear the sayings of mine and they do them. He said, when the wind come, when the rain come, when the storm come, these things must come. A season of shaking must come. The only people that will stand are those who built on the rock. Those who built on the word. They heard the word and they did it. They have taken possession of the sword of the spirit. And their life is being managed by the sword. So, if you want to give our talk today a topic, you can call it, He that has no sword. How to possess the word as a personal sword ensuring your victory in every season of life. So the first aspect of this study is going to be we are going to look at generally the importance of the word of God in the life of a believer. As a foundation to that I want to remind us that in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. John chapter 1 verse 1. Whatever made Jesus to say, He that has no sword, sell your garment, sell your clothes, go naked, just to ensure that you have a sword. That thing must be very serious. And he said to me, I should warn the disciples, warn the church, as many as are ready to hear, that the time of shaking has started and more will still come. The only people that will stand this season are not the people that are empty. Because so many temptations are going to come. So many challenges are going to come. The people that will stand and keep standing are the people that has a personal possession of the sword of the spirit. Brothers and sisters, this is the season that we have just entered. And 
is going to last for some time. Sometime during the ministry of Jesus, a season came when many of his disciples left and they stopped following him because he taught something that they didn't understand. So they, they left. Jesus looked at the twelve and said, won't you also go away? And one of them, Peter, said, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words, the words of eternal life. Please let me hear from you. What is it that kept the twelve? The words of eternal life. They have come to know that it is only the word of God that will keep us. And in the next verse he said, we have also come to know and we are sure that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Now, there are things that you must know and know very well about the word of God. They should never escape your mind at any point in time. You must be able to have them at the tip of your finger always remembering the value of the word. It is when you know the value of the word that you will be able to pursue it until you have it as a personal sword of the spirit for a time and a season like this. Number one, the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit, sanctifies us on daily basis. John 17 verse 17, Jesus said, sanctify them by your truth. Thy word is truth. Sanctify them by your truth. Thy word is truth. What does it mean to sanctify? It is to cleanse it is to set apart, to make holy. Sanctify them by your word, by your truth. Your word is truth. In Psalm 119, verse 9, the psalmist asked and said, How can a young man cleanse his way? By ordering, by taking heed. Diato, according to your word. That is to say, the word of God is an instrument through which one can cleanse his way. It's a sanctification tool. Verse 11 said, Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 25 Say husbands love your wives As Christ Loved the church And gave himself For her Verse 26 That he Might what? Sanctify and cleanse it With the washing of the water 
by the word. The word of God sanctifies us on daily basis. On daily basis. Somebody say daily. Why daily? The reason is because we are living in time. And everything around the human body and human soul gets dirty naturally in every 24 hours. Did you hear me? If you didn't take your bath, what happens to you after 24 hours? Eh? Even if you finish washing a cloth and you hang it inside the room where there is no nothing like dust, after 24 hours, what do you notice about that cloth? If you shake it very well with maybe a microscope, you will notice that there are some elements of death that are already hanging around it. Are you getting me? There is a way people get into death. But even if you didn't make any deliberate effort to get into death, death will come to you. Because you are living in time. If you brush your teeth this morning and you didn't eat food, after 24 hours, what happened? What happened to your mouth? After you say, I don't want to eat, I don't want to talk. I just want to keep my mouth clean. Will your mouth remain clean after 24 hours? What happened? What will happen to your mouth? It will get dirty. It will start smelling. Because as time passes, things in time get dirty. Did you get me? The same thing with the soul of a man. If you are born again, thank God for you. Of course, the Bible says we are born again by the word. We didn't want to go into that because that's how we even become believers. We are born again by the incorruptible seed of the word. Now, but now we are born again. Your soul needs to be cleansed every day by the word of God. Daily sanctification. Are you following me? If you wake up in the morning and from morning till night you didn't have the word for the sanctification of your life that day. Maybe you prayed and there is no response. There is no word coming to you for that day. Just know that your soul is dirty. And you remember what we saw some time ago. That when a man is dirty, he is not careful about avoiding dirty, dirty places. Do you remember that? Eh? When a man is dirty, he tends to relax with dirty environment. So, one of the reasons why many believers, they fall to, into sin is because their soul is dirty. Can, can you get us John chapter 15 verse 3? John 15 verse 3. The word sanctifies daily. Let's read it together. One to go. Now, ye are clean through the word which I have what? Spoken unto you. Who is saying that? 
Jesus was talking to the disciples. He said, now you are clean. You are sanctified. The word I have spoken to you has washed you. When you find yourself relaxed with telling lies, relaxed with anger, quarreling, relaxed with watching pornography, committing masturbation, relaxed with all kinds of dirty relationships, it is a sign that that person's soul is not clean. You are clean by the word that I have spoken to you. When the word of God comes to you, it has a way of sanctifying, cleansing your soul. And when your soul is neat, as you pass through that day, you will find it difficult to get yourself entangled with that which is dirty. Are you following me? So what is number one work, significant or importance of the word of God? It sanctifies us daily. Our soul needs daily sanctification, daily cleansing. If you don't get the spoken word, look at that scripture carefully. Now you are clean through the word which I have what? Spoken, not the one that you read. You may read Bible and you didn't hear the spoken word. The letter kills. The spirit gives life. He said, it is the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirits and they are what? They are life. They are spirits and they are life. So, every one of us must begin to make deliberate and conscious effort to get our soul sanctified, cleansed every day as you approach your life. Because that is one way you can be sure you will overcome in a season like this. Amen. Number two, the word of God guides us into the will of God daily. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm 119 verse 103. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light Unto my path. That is, with your word, I see the road. Verse 130 said, The entrance of your word gives light and gives what? Understanding to the simple. The word of God coming as light brings a clear direction to us. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, he said the word of God is living and powerful. The word of God is quick and powerful. And sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. 
and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now, when you want to know the will of God, the only way to know the will of God is to hear the word of God. Until God speaks, you don't know what his will is. And when there are different kinds of thoughts, different kind of, you know, ideas coming to your heart, how do you know the one that comes from God? God has to speak. And when he speaks, the word of God comes to your heart and backs that which is coming, the thought that is coming from God. When a thought is coming from self, it always comes with selfish motive. You may think that you are having a good idea or you want to do something for God or for the name of God until the word of God comes as a light and shines in your heart. You will not be able to know the intent, the intention. You say, is a discerner. That discerner means is a judge. He judges our motives. So for us to know the will of God, whether we are at the center or doing it, we must have the word of God spoken to us. Now look at that scripture. He said, the word of God is quick. That quick means it's living, it's alive. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It's very sharp. And it pierces to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. There are many believers that doesn't know the difference between their soul and their spirit. They know that they have soul. And they know that they have spirit. When something is happening in their spirit, they don't know. When something is happening in their soul, they are confused. Now, what the word of God does when it comes to you is to divide asunder. To make it clear what is coming from the spirit. Differentiating it from what is coming from the soul. The devil and all his activities, battles, attacks, temptations, accusations, upon any man happens at the soul. The devil has access to the soul of a man, including the soul of Jesus while he was a man. He can freely introduce a thought to the soul of a man. And then engage the mind. And you see the person thinking a thought in his mind. Self also introduces a thought in the mind of the soul. The devil also can manipulate a man's feeling. That's why sometimes you see people, they will be feeling happy, feeling interested in something. And sometimes after sleeping and waking up or after some time, their mood will change. Why are you not happy? I don't know, but I'm not happy. That person's feeling is under manipulation of the devil. Somebody will be saying, hey, I will be in discipleship class on Monday, on Sunday. 
And then, as the time is approaching, the feeling of that person changes. So I don't want to go again. Why? I don't know why. I don't just feel like. Have you heard that kind of thing coming from people's mouth before? I don't feel like. That change of feeling, the person cannot understand it. Because it is being manipulated. Until the word of God comes to that person. Hits that person. And be able to differentiate the feeling from the spirit. The thought, the voice of God in the spirit from the feeling, the emotions of the souls and the thoughts in the soul, the person may not be able to know what the will of God is. Now listen, when people are trying to separate bone and marrow, bone and marrow in a human body or in any animal, they are so much attached that you can't just use one edge sword and separate them. You will need a two-edged sword to put inside bone and marrow and between your hand like this as you are trying to separate it because both of them are so tied together. That's how the natural spirit and soul of any natural man is. But when the word of God begins to come to you, just like a natural sword is used to separate bone and marrow that are closely tied together. That's how the word of God will begin to separate your soul from your spirit. So that you will begin to know what is coming from your spirit and differentiate it from what is coming from God. And listen carefully. Many of you are confused about which voice am I hearing? Is it the voice of God or the voice of my mind or the voice of Satan? Until you get to this point, you will never really know the voice of God. Until you come to this point, you will never really be truly spiritual. Because it takes being in the spirit, knowing what is coming from the spirit, because when God speaks to you, he speaks to your spirit. The Holy Spirit is in our spirit. And all his ministration and work happens in our spirit. The devil doesn't have access to it, but he can manipulate the mind and use the mind, the soul, to influence the spirit if you are not spiritual enough to know what is coming from the devil in the mind. And that is why the word of God is so important when you are confused to know what to do. God, do you want me to do this? You have to wait upon God for his word to come because it is when his word comes that it will be clear to you that this one is coming from the spirit. This one is coming from the soul. This one is sponsored by self. This one is sponsored by the devil. It is something that the intention, the motive, is not that which we glorify God, but that which we glorify self. So the word of God, that is how the word of God guides us to know the will of God and avoids confusion that the devil brings by different kinds of thoughts in our soul. Number three, the word of God strengthens us to face the daily challenges of life. What do you get when you eat food? Strength, basically. That's why if you didn't eat in the morning, by the time you are getting to afternoon, evening, you will notice that you are weak. And when you see two people fighting, do you go to separate them? Something will tell you, just don't go near because any little push, you may be huge, but because you didn't eat that day, your huge is just, or your hugeness is just a camouflage. Because any little push, 
the person will start the, 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 the size of this person now when he is not he has not eaten does not showcase the true strength of his life it is when you eat that suddenly strength comes upon you are you getting it so we need to know that the word of god is the spiritual food that strengthens our spirit when we take the word of god as a food daily it causes strengthening and of course when we are taking physical food and we are faithful in taking it morning afternoon night you will notice that you will just be growing naturally you will not be you don't need to start looking at yourself every day am i growing or am i not growing you are just growing it is after some time somebody will look at you and say ah you have become fat you have become tall and you yourself will say ah i didn't notice it oh. what are you doing i am not doing anything i'm just eating my food so it causes food causes us both to be strong and also to grow and the word of god being food you know when the devil came to tempt jesus he said turn these stones to become bread Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? Every word that comes out of the mouth of God. That is to say, the word of God is a food, is a food to a man. That is why, when you are not careful to feed your spirit, to feed your soul with the word of God, but you are careful to feed your body, with physical food. You are running around to ensure that the, the body fits. It shows that you don't really have a proper system of value for your life. Because what gives the body relevance is the soul. When the soul of a man departs from the body, what happens to the body? The body becomes useless and begins to smell. The next thing is to be buried. And when you don't pay attention to your soul, your soul is not sanctified, your soul is not fed with the word of God, what it means is that you will be spiritually weak. Any little temptation that will come to you, you will start falling because you are not strong. Are you following me? When you don't feed physically, you are not strong physically. When you don't feed spiritually with the word of God every day, you are not strong spiritually. And when you are not strong spiritually, you are bound to fall at the slightest temptation that comes your way. Many, many believers are very careless with the way they handle the word of God. Many believers, they have not made it a habit of ensuring that on daily basis, they get the word for their life. And for such people, even if you are praying for them and they are backsliding, your prayer will not be able to restore them because they don't have the inner strength to stand the pressure. Look at Peter. What kind of prayer will make Peter not to deny Jesus at that point? When there is no, Jesus said, get sword, get it. They didn't get it. They didn't even understand what he was, was talking about. Let me ask you a question. If a tree 
has been eaten by termite. Okay, let's look at the foundation of a house. If a, a house, the foundation has already been destroyed and the house is standing, the foundation is already very bad. You know that what is holding the house is just a little push. Am I correct? If there is a serious blowing of wind, eh, what will happen to that house? It will fall. If termite has eaten a plant root and there is no root again, whenever there is a wind or rain, even if you are praying that the tree will not fall, you just need to pray from a distance because if you are close, as you are still praying, the tree will fall and fall on you. Are you getting me at all? There are some people that must pass light. The reason why they must pass light is because they are not rooted in the word of God. So when temptation comes, they will fall. There are some people that will be deceived. I mean, the reason why they will be deceived is because they are not rooted in the word. The devil came to Jesus to tempt him. And when he observed that Jesus was rooted in the word, he also went to the word and started, started quoting the word to Jesus. Am I correct? That is to tell you that if Jesus is not, was not more rooted than the devil in the word, the devil would have used the word to deceive him. So, Jesus warned the disciples about the season they are about to enter. And the same warning is coming to us. You know, the devil has blinded the eyes of so many people. They don't want the word of God. They are just looking for where they will prophesy to them. They are just looking for where somebody will pray for them. They are just looking for, you know, just religious activities. They don't have the word. They don't pay attention to the word. They don't read their Bible. They don't meditate on the word. Whether on daily basis or weekly basis, they don't. The season that we have entered and will last for some time, those that are not rooted in the world, they will just naturally be blown away. I hope that you are not one of them. Today's message I told us at the beginning is a warning. The Lord said, I was excited at preparing the second part of the message last Sunday. And the Lord said, for those that will hear, warn them that there is a change. There is a change. And that change, the only people that will survive it are the people that has the sword. You see, he that has no sword, let him sell his garment and do what? Buy one. Number four, the word of God builds us up and gives us an inheritance among the saints. Acts chapter 20 verse 32. I commend you, therefore, brethren, to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified in Christ. If you remember that inheritance is one of the, in fact, not one of the, the major benefit of sonship. Do you remember? Do you remember? Inheritance is the major, I think the only and the major benefit of sonship. 
how do you get that inheritance? It can never happen except by deliberate and intentional pursuit of the word of God in your life. I commend you, brethren, to God. That's okay. But not only to God. To the word of his grace. And what will the word do? It will build you up. In other words, anyone who is not paying attention to the word of God will not be built up. You remain where you are. You can't grow. Number five. The word equips us and prepares us for service in the vineyard of God. Let's read 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 and 17. 2 Timothy chapter 3, 16 and 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. Everybody read verse 17 together. One to go. That the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. The word of God is the instrument through which the man of God is prepared, is built, is furnished unto every good work. Number six. The word of God is a spiritual sword a spiritual sword to attack or resist the devil in spiritual warfare. The word of God is a spiritual sword to resist or attack the devil in spiritual warfare. We already seen Ephesians 6, 17 the word of God is the sword of the spirit. But let's see Psalm 149, verse 6 to 9. Psalm 149, verse 6 to 9. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth. And what? A two-edged sword. In their hand. What is he referring to when he says two edged sword in their hands? Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two edged sword in their hand. Verse 7. What are they going to do with that? To execute vengeance upon the hidden and punishment upon the people. To bind their kings with chains and their nobles with what? Fetters of iron to execute upon them the judgment written. This honor has all his sense. Praise ye the Lord. So when you don't have the sword, you know the Bible says, resist the devil and he shall flee from you. When you don't have the sword, the devil does not hear. Sorry to, to say for so many of us, 
Sometimes when you see people or hear people in spiritual warfare praying, you hear them shouting, Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire. Now listen, I want you to know that the devil doesn't go away except there is a sword. Eh? Except there is a word coming from you that is the word of God challenging his state in that situation. Get me first John chapter 2 verse 14. I have written to you fathers because you know him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you young men because you are strong and the word of God abideth in you. And you have what? Overcome the wicked one. Please everybody pay attention. I want us to read together that second part. From I have written unto you, young men. Let's read it together. I want to go. I have written unto you, young men, because you are strong. And the word of God abided in you. And you have what? Now, where did the strength of the young men came from? From the word of God that is abiding in them. What does it mean to abide? Eh? The word that is living in you. For so many of us, the word of God is not living in you. The word of God is in your Bible. The word of God is in your notes, the one that you used to copy during quiet time or during messages like this. But the word of God is not living in you. Are you following me? Some time ago, I asked leaders that are in a training, how many of you has up to 10 or you don't have up to 10 scriptures that you can quote without looking at the Bible? And more than half of the leaders raised their hands. Ten. They cannot quote ten scriptures. If the word is alive in you, it should be able to come from within you. Are you getting me at all? And that is the word that makes you strong. That is the word, and it is as a result of that strength you will be able to overcome the wicked one. If the devil knows the Bible more than you, how can you overcome him? When it comes with temptation, when it comes with accusation, get me Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down. Who is the accuser? The devil. Which accused them before our God. How? 
Eh? There is another work the devil does apart from temptation. It is called accusation. It is the accusation work of the devil that brings discouragement, doubt, fear, depression. Now, whenever you see any believer living in doubt, living in fear, living in depression, living in discouragement, it is only a sign that he doesn't have the word of God to combat the accusation of the devil, which he is accusing before God and is extending in his heart. Remember that the devil is accusing us, not weakly. How does he accuse us? How frequent? As you are here, it's going on. It's going on. That's why you must be armed with the word. You must be armed with the sword. The word of God is a source of faith. Which daily shields us from the fiery darts of the devil. Ephesians 6, 16 said, Taking up the shield of faith, by which we will quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Taking up the shield of faith, by which we will quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Let me ask a very practical question. It's not to embarrass us, just for us to be challenged. How many of us here, you have a daily habit of not just reading the Bible personally, but pursuing to get revelation. I mean, the rema, not just the letter from the word of God every day. You make deliberate and intentional efforts to get the word every day. Can I see your hand up? Every day. Raise it up very well. Okay. Now, I want to be very frank with those of us who are not in this category you will not be able to stand as a Christian in the days to come unless you change today. You know, for some of us already, it is man that will be counting you in the number as a disciple. Because even for Jesus, he said, if you continue in my word, then you are my what? Disciples indeed. So, even for Jesus, he's not counting somebody as his disciple who is not continuing daily in the word of God. The shaking, the temptations, the challenges that are already here and that will still come more cannot be survived by anyone who doesn't have the personal sword. That was why Jesus was giving a serious warning. He said, he that has no sword, he, the person, the particular person that has no sword, let him sell his garments and buy one. 
Because that's the only way you can stand the test of time. Some years ago, a Christian sister who has been very active in the fellowship among the brethren, doing so well, when it is time to lead in praises, she will lead in praises. She did so well. But she just went, traveled for one year. And after one year, she came back. When she came back, she has already backslided. They asked her, why did you backslide? She said, there is no fellowship where I traveled. There is no what? Fellowship where I traveled. That sister doesn't have any personal word, personal sword. So when temptations, temptation comes to everybody, come, you will fall. Let me ask a question. Is there anybody here you have been tempted and you fall into the temptation and you wondered why somebody like you can do this kind of thing? Anybody like that? You wondered why you can do this. You say, but I can't imagine myself doing this. Why did I do this? Anybody like that? Let me see. Just raise it very well. Good. Now listen. When you are wondering that way, what you are saying is that I didn't believe that I will fall. What is it then that made you to fall? It is because of this matter we are talking about today. Listen. It is time that we have to be intentional and deliberate in the pursuit of the word of God daily. The problem with many of us is that we are not intentional about this. You wake up in the morning. You say you are going late to work. You say you are going late to school. You said somebody is already waiting for you, calling you on phone to come. And your soul is dirty, not sanctified. There's no word to cleanse your soul yet. Sometimes, even when you say you are doing quiet time, you read a scripture, there is no revelation. There's no spoken word from God. And you rush out. That's why you see yourself falling. You didn't feed your soul. Your soul is weak. It's not strong. You see, when we look at ourselves in a meeting like this, we feel that, ah, we are many. This person is standing. This person is there. But listen, when God looks at us, he knows those of us who are going to stand. There are some of us here that if care is not taken today, if we don't go to take what God is saying today serious, you will start looking for them tomorrow. There was one of us some time ago. I was warning in the area of marriage. I said, do not marry an unbeliever. Do not marry somebody who is not born again. <laughs> you know, when you are talking like that, it looks as if you are talking to somebody who doesn't know Bible. He knows Bible. Are you getting me? He knows that the Bible said, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. 
But something is telling him that your age is going down. And you need to get married. Eh? If this man that is coming to marry you now, go. Are you sure that any other person will marry you? These are the ways the devil will be talking to you, talking to us. Trying to use all kinds of things as a way of tempting you to move out of the way. Many have gone that way. The only thing that will keep you standing at a time of temptation, at a time of challenges, problems, troubles, is your word content. What is the word of God that you have in you that is there? If you are not disciplined about daily getting the word and applying it in your life, you can be sure that you will not last in this race. How many of us want to last in this race? You want to run your race, end it at the feet of Christ, and enter into the kingdom of God at last? How many of us like that? If you are interested, you must marry the word of God personally today. From today. You must make such a solid decision that you will have to eat spiritually at least once if you are eating three times physically. God spoke to Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. He said, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But thou shalt meditate upon it day and night. When you are too busy, too busy, you know, what we are saying today may not be something that many of us don't know. You may know it. But you, you notice that you are not doing it. Jesus said, he that heareth the sins of man and does it. You are too busy. You wake up with a call. You know, Many of us, we don't even understand what distraction is. How the devil distracts us with phone call, with, you know, phone and so many other things. For you to shun them and say, no, I want to get the word. I want my soul to be cleansed, to be sanctified. I want to feed my spirit. I want to be strong for the day. Praise the Lord. Now listen, I want to begin to summarize, but pay attention to this. If I ask a question now, how many of us you know that the word of God is important? You will raise your hand. I ask again, how many of you you are reading your Bible, you are meditating on the word, you raise your hand. But where the problem is, which is what the Lord is warning us about today, is how many of us daily you are getting the word daily. Are you getting me at all? Personally, you are getting the word daily. Why wouldn't that, that habit be formed? Why, why these excuses? Listen, even for you, to experience your inheritance in Christ, your divine health, your divine blessing. You know, everything is based on the word. Everything. Jesus, 
was talking to the father. He said, I have given them your word. So the only gift that Jesus left for the church, for the people, is the word. My son, pay attention to my word. Incline your ear to my saying. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20. My son, pay attention to, your, to my word. Incline your ear to my saying. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. And what will happen? For they are life unto those that find them and health to what? To all their flesh. How many of you know that occultic people, Satanists, they read the Bible too? How many of us? You know that Muslims, they read the Bible too. Now, what's the difference between the pagan reading of the Bible and your own reading of the Bible? When those who doesn't know the Lord read the Bible, they don't have access to the word of God. They don't have access to the revelation, the light, the life in the word. We have access. And that is why, see, when you open the Bible and read and you don't get revelation, before you close it and go away, tell yourself, I have just read my Bible like an occultist. I'm going to return back either today or tomorrow to read it as a believer. Did you understand what I said now? Anytime you read your Bible and you know you didn't get revelation and your heart is strong enough to close it and pray and say, God, thank you, I've read my Bible today. May your name be glorified. I am going out now. Just when you finish all of that, tell yourself the truth. I have read my Bible like a pagan. Somebody who doesn't know, like an unbeliever. I will come back when I am serious to get the word. Because reading the Bible is not equivalent to getting the word. Getting the word can only come when you give attention to meditate, begging the Holy Ghost to give you the revelation of the word that will sanctify your life, feed and strengthen your spirit and your soul in preparation for the journey that is ahead of your life. For that day. For that day. Because, listen, you know that you cannot eat food today and say, let me eat the food I will eat tomorrow. How many of you do that? Eh? You wake up, you say, tomorrow I'm not going to eat. Next tomorrow I'm not going to eat. I'm going to eat all the food I will eat tomorrow today. And you begin to eat, 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 eat. Does that work? No matter what you eat today, by tomorrow, you will need to eat again. Two of us. So why do you, after reading Bible, meditating on the Bible, or maybe you are in a meeting like this, you wake up in the, in the morning tomorrow, you say, well, yesterday I, I spent a lot of time reading Bible, meditating. What I read yesterday will still carry me today. Why do you think like that? It must be daily. Let me talk to your neighbor. Say, neighbor. It must be daily. Daily. Every day. You must get the word. You must get the revelation. Don't tell me that I didn't see anything. You didn't see anything because 
you don't get revelation until you focus and patiently wait upon the Lord. When Mary entered the tomb, the tomb was empty. Peter and John ran and entered the tomb and saw that the tomb was empty. And they went back home. The Bible says Mary stood there weeping and was intermittently looking at the tomb. And suddenly, after a while, the tomb that was empty, two angels were there. And they asked her, what, who are you looking for? She said, sir, if you are the one that have carried him, let me know. And Jesus was at the back and said, Mary, she saw the word. She encountered the word because she waited at the empty tomb praying and crying and weeping. That is how to get revelation from the word of God. Initially, when you read it, it may look like an empty tomb. You need to pray and say, Holy Ghost, open my eyes to see. Speak to me. Let me hear. I want to see you. I want to see Jesus in this scripture. The Bible says, all scripture is inspired by God. There's an inspiration of God in this scripture. I want to, I want to get that inspiration. I want to get that revelation. You have to pray and wait upon the word. And maybe for some of us who you cannot read, then you have to learn to meditate on that which you have heard. Listen, one other area that many of us are not doing well is that we don't pay attention to the truth that we hear. Get me amplified. Mark 4.24 We don't pay attention to the truth that we hear. Let me ask a question that will confirm what I said now. How many of you, you copied the truth you heard last Sunday on your note? You copied it last Sunday. Raise your hand. You copied it. Keep raising your hand until I say bring it down. Sorry, I'm not embarrassing you. I just want you to, I want others to learn from you. Now, how many of you that copied it, from that last Sunday, you have gone back to study it, look at it again, read it again? Keep raising your hand. Ah, okay, I, I, I'm a bit confused. If you know that you did not go back to it to read it again or meditate on it again, can I see your hand up? Just raise your hand. Uh-huh. Almost everybody that copied notes last Sunday did not go to the notes. There are more than half. Okay, if you are there last Sunday, you didn't copy. You didn't copy the notes. Raise your hand. You are there, you didn't copy. But you can copy. I'm not talking about those who don't know how to copy. If you don't know how to copy, no problem. But you know you, you can copy. Raise your hand. You are taking notes. Uh-huh. Now, something is telling you that I will remember it now. I have already known it now. But look at the scripture. And he said to them, be careful what you are hearing. Careful means pay attention to what you are hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear 
will be the measure of what? Virtue and knowledge that what? Comes back to you. And more beside will be given to you who hear. Everything that you are hearing from the pulpit or you are listening to a man of God that is preaching offline or online is not yet your word yet until you after that take time to give thought and study meditation on the truth that you heard. Somebody getting me? This is how to get your own sword. Jesus said, let him that has no sword sell his garments and do what? Buy one. You can never make progress in this kingdom of God. I mean, it's not possible. You cannot make progress if you don't give attention. You know, there are some of us you also do quiet time. You write your quiet time lesson. But you don't read it. Let me also ask. How many of us, every day, you write your quiet time? You are, maybe not every day, you try to do quiet time and write. You are supposed to do it every day, but you are writing at all. Those who are writing. What I'm asking now is not those who are, it's not about every day or not every day. It's about writing. If you know you are writing down, if you know you are writing and from time to time you are reading what you are writing, revising it, going back to it, keep raising your hand, others bring down your hand. If you know you are reading it yourself. Let me tell you what I do. After writing today, when I come tomorrow to do my quiet time, before I start asking God to show me revelation for tomorrow, I will read the one that he told me about what? Yesterday. And sometimes as you are reading it, you have to start praying again. Because you want to really get it. Sometimes people wonder, how did you get to know the Bible in your head? How I got to know the Bible in my head was, there's no time you will see me. I will say, I want to do Bible memorization. Uh, I want to memorize three verses now. And I will start uh, trying to memorize three verses. I don't do that. All the word of God that is in my heart, in my head that I can quote is as a result of when I, I, I read Bible and I try to meditate on it and the thing is you know, making sense, giving me life. I don't just go away from it. After a while I will go back to it again. I want to make that word to become my personal sword. Are you getting it? I want to get that word into my life. I want to, I want to make the word to begin to work in my life. I want it to be living, abiding in me. You copy it, it's in your notes, it's not in you. You read it, it's in the Bible, it's not in you. For it to be in you, it must be in your life, in your heart. Somebody getting me? So how do we possess the word daily as a sword? You must spend time. You must spend time. Jeremiah 15 verse 16. Let's read it together. One to go. Your words were found and I ate them. And your words were to me a joy and the rejoicing of my heart. I'm called by your name, O Lord of hosts. 
your word we are found. So they were hidden before. Until you know that the word of God is hidden. God deliberately hides it away from casual readers, careless readers, people that are not interested in spending time praying for the revelation to come. Because God knew that they will also read the Bible. That's why he will not allow them anybody to just read the Bible without seriousness and get anything from it. If you say you are reading Bible, you are not getting anything from it. It means that you are not very you are not serious about it. Now you have known and seen the importance of the word. You must make a personal commitment. A personal commitment to the word. Spend time to meditate on every word you have heard daily during every program until you have meditated on it and received your own revelation from it. It has not become your own. We did a training for some of us and we asked us to go back and listen to the message and be sure that you meditate on it and have it as part of your life. As of yesterday, or even this morning, I was trying to find out from some people who were, were in that program after two weeks. Have you listened to the message? Even say, I have not listened to the message. Even say, I have not. I said, so, even when there, there is a, a kind of instruction, go back. If you ask question now from what was taught that two weeks ago, many of us have forgotten it. The reason is very simple. The mind is one. The heart is one. So many things enters there. So for the word to come up and remain, you must give it attention. Again and again. I pray that God will help us to take this warning very seriously in the name of Jesus Christ. Then, we have to practice every word that we have heard deliberately and intentionally. James chapter 1 verse 22 He said, Be you doers of the word of God and not hearers only. Many people are interested in hearing. They are not interested in doing. They hear, they don't do. He said, if any one of you is a hearer of the word, but not the doer, is like unto a man beholding him, his natural face in a glass. Next verse. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straight away forget what manner of man he was. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be what? Blessed in his deeds. Amen. There are some people that will come to this kind of meeting and they will not like to come again. The reason is that they are looking for ready-made. They are looking for who will prophesy. They are looking for how to get prosperity, how to get blessing. They don't, they don't want to go by the way of the word. He said, anyone who practices the word of God, you hear it, you receive light, you put it into practice. Intention. He said, be you doers. Sometimes, listen, 
we deceive ourselves by saying, oh God, show me mercy, help me. Listen, I'm not against that kind of prayer. But when you finish doing your quiet time, write action points. Things that you must start doing. And begin to do it. When you are hearing a message like this, write your decisions, your commitment, things that you must begin to do today. For example, somebody who is serious with your discipleship, with what is happening here, you should be able to write down that from today, my attitude towards the word of God is changing. I will begin to read the word every day. I will begin to give more attention. And you step out with determination to do it. That's how your life changes. It's not just after you hear the word of God, you know what you are supposed to do, you just go share the grace and then you continue. The devil will fight everyone that wants to take the word of God serious. Because the devil knew that the moment you are taking the word of God serious, you are becoming strong and you are becoming an overcomer. The Bible says, I have written to you young men because you are strong and the word of God abided in you. And you have overcome the what? The wicked one. Please, I want us to note temptations will keep coming. There are many things that people do because they don't know the word of God. And they know that they don't know the word of God. They don't want to know. Somebody said that he was reading his Bible and somebody was asking, why are you reading your Bible like this? Are you a pastor? I thought it's only pastors that read Bible. Eh? Me, I'm not reading like that. Oh. When I just read small that I need to, it's pastor that should be reading Bible like that. Excuse me, where did you get that from? No. We don't read the Bible to preach. We read the Bible because we want to get the word for our daily sanctification. So that your soul will be clean. For your daily feeding, strengthening. So that if you are not a normal Christian. If you are not reading your Bible every day, meditating on it, getting revelation and light from it. You are not normal. You must be an abnormal person. I want to challenge us as God is bringing this warning. Because several of us, you may even know about what we are talking about today. But you are busy. You are rushing for one ministry or the other. You are rushing for one business or the other. You are sometimes, you, you, you are lazy. You don't, you, you want, you won't discipline yourself and with passion pursue revelation. Write it down and try to practice what you have read. And you see, when you do this, you see yourself making progress. And when the wind, which is already blowing, will blow, you will see yourself standing the test of time. There are some people that just a little challenge. Somebody is sick by their side. They will not be able to minister healing. Your baby is sick. You will not be able to pray for the baby and the baby will be healed. Because you are empty. The word is not there. There is nothing that characterizes a Christian that you can be strong enough to do. Because you are depending on people. Let me tell your neighbor. Neighbor. The time of depending on pastors. Depending on, on ministers. To get you the word of God. To prophesy to you. That time is over. You must take responsibility now. To study the word for yourself. 
every day. I pray that somebody will make a deliberate decision today. How many of you, I want to know how many of us are really following what you are talking about. I still have one more point before I close. How many of you, you are making an intentional, deliberate decision today for a daily sanctification and strengthening by the word? Daily. Can I see your hand up? This is not a common meeting. This is a very serious, intentional meeting. You are making a decision today that you are going to give a personal attention. As God helps you, you will make effort every day. The Lord will give you grace to do that. Now listen. Listen. The devil will fight to make sure that you don't get there. But make sure that you don't give in. Have you seen the devil before? Is there any one of you on the road, you are walking somewhere and somebody appeared and said, I am the devil? Eh? How will he try to discourage you? How? Let me give you some instances. You may be waking up in the morning with a, a phone call from somebody telling you that there is an emergency now somewhere. In fact, for some of you, this thing will happen, it may happen tomorrow. And you know what the devil does? The moment he gets you into anything that is negative, he will try to establish that. Let me give you an example. If you have been coming every Sunday to moment of encounter, and one day the devil came and tell you, is it every Sunday you will be going to this program, self? Why can't you rest today? You will think that it's only for that day. And you now say, okay, it's true. It's not every Sunday. Let me just rest today. Then you now rested that day. Let me tell you what will happen. By next Sunday, eh, he will come again. But that time it may be somebody, something can just happen. And from there, he will like to, that pattern to continue. So you must be very, very dogged. You must be very, very tenacious on this matter. You must make up your mind because our life and our succeeding in this season depends on this. Even our prosperity. Have you forgotten Joshua 1 verse 8? He said, you will make your way prosperous. Someone said, blessed is the man that standeth in the way of sinner, not stay in seat of scorn for her. But his work, his delight is where? In the Lord of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he does shall what? So prosperity is assured for the man that gives daily attention to the word of God. Listen. Don't claim the result or the promise when you don't meet the condition. The condition is that, okay, the promise, the result is that whatsoever he does prospers. How many of us like that? Like that? You like prosperity. Listen, when you are owing people, you are not prosperous. When you are lacking, say, do you lack anything? They say nothing. You want to do something, but you don't have money to do it. 
you are not prosperous. Are you following me at all? You are not prosperous. Let's say the truth first. Now, when you want to come to the point where you prosper in everything you do, what is the condition? What is the condition? Meditate on the word day and night. And Joshua 1 verse 8 says, to observe, to do. Not just meditate and throw it away for somebody. Meditate, to do according to what? All that is written. All that is written. You are deliberate and intentional. Not just to say, I have had the word of God, I want to do. When I want to know those who are going to practice what we are sharing today, first of all, I want to see those who are writing it down. Because is it not when you remember something that you will do it? You have to take note of it first. And then, when you go back home, you go back to the notes. You start looking at it again. Or, if you know you cannot write, you can go to the media and collect the message. And you listen to it. And, you know, God has told me something. He says, stop counting some people as disciples. Stop counting them in the number because they will soon backslide. Why would they backslide? They are not rooted in the word of God. They can't stand it. Excuse me, if I ask you now when you are planning to backslide, you may say to Fiawa, God forbid. But it's not by saying to Fiawa. You will backslide if you don't have a personal daily habit of getting the word of God for your life. When you are standing as a disciple, it's when you continue. Jesus said, if you continue, if you continue daily on the word, then you are my disciples. Today, I pray that we will sell our garments and buy the sword. Finally, you must be standing on the side of the word. Standing always on the side of the word. What, what's the meaning of that? When you get a prophecy, when you have a dream, or any kind of situation around you that contradicts what the Bible said, what God said, you throw away that dream, throw away that prophecy, throw away that thing. It is not from God. Stand on the side of the word. Believe the word. Confess the word and act it out. That's how to get the inheritance of the world, whether it is divine health or divine blessing or divine prosperity, you must learn to stand on the side of the world. I pray that God will help us. Maybe after this message, I will tell us what our new attitude towards the word of God must be, even as we are here. Because many of us, we are very loose, we are very careless, even when the word of God is going on. What you do here also reflects what you do at your own time of meditating on the word. The word of God will be going on. You see somebody, he will just start discussing with his neighbor. Your phone will ring. And you will go and pick your phone and go outside to answer call. By the time you finish answering call and coming, the word of God is going on. You have missed some things and it doesn't touch you. A man's talk is more important to you than the word. This is a heart condition that will never bring forth fruit in the world. 
That shows what happens to you also when you are reading Bible and maybe your roommate or your husband or your wife or whatever. That's why we advise that when you want to do quiet time, imitate Jesus. Go to a solitary place where you will not have distraction. Brothers and sisters, God is not man. When he is talking, we must be at attention. You don't just stand up and say, I don't like the way I'm feeling here. I'm feeling you walk out. So we stay outside and be making noise and be discussing. At the time, they intermittently put their ear in the message. These are wrong attitudes towards the world. In this season, everyone that we stand must have a sword. Jesus said, but now, you succeeded before now without the sword. You cannot succeed without the sword now. That's why I'm telling you, do everything you can to get your own personal sword. Even if it is selling your garments and going naked. Some of us, you don't have a good Bible. Your Bible, the back has torn. Eh? Some of you, your Bible, somebody with eyeglass will be struggling to see what is in the Bible. I wonder how you read it. You can't get money and buy a good Bible. So we have phone that can have Bible in the phone. They, I have met believers that doesn't have Bible in their phone. They don't have Bible in their phone. They have WhatsApp, they have Facebook, they have Instagram, they have all sorts of things. And they, from morning to night, sometimes in the night, they will be going about, wandering from one social media to another, doing one, one thing or the other. The same Bible that can, the phone that can contain various versions of the Bible, they don't have it. Some have it, but they don't read it. How do we change? These are the ways the devil has held so many people bound. Listen, the time has come when you will be the prophet of your own life, the man of God of your own family. If anything is happening around you, your yard or your environment, you stand. And when you declare the word of God, the devil will look at your life and see the word you are quoting inside of your, 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 your life. It will bow and go. But when you are saying, eh, the Bible said, no weapon, fortune against which I prosper. Do you know where it is in the Bible? You are hearing people saying, no weapon, fortune against which I prosper. And you are also saying the Bible said, do you know where it is in the Bible? The devil knew that you don't know where it is in the Bible. How many things do you know? You know how much they are selling okra. How much they are selling Maggie? You know a lot of things. You know the people that are playing Nigerian uh, match, name by name. But you don't know the Bible. And you are a Christian. And you are a disciple. Enough of this in the name of Jesus Christ. Christians, wake up unto the word of God. Wake up from this slumber. Some people are, are looking for, you know, who will do their hand like this and they will fall down. When you finish falling down, the anger in your life is still there. Eh? When you finish falling down, you say, somebody prophesy, man of God, prophesy. Go deeper. I mean, they are just looking for, you know, where they will get all those kind of dramatic things. They will not sit down and read the word. They will not sit down and read the word. Brothers and sisters, God is warning us today. I say this is not a message. It's a warning. Not just to those of you here. To the church, believers, sit up and get the, the sword now. Because without it, in the days to come, 
if you are the way you are now, empty. Look at our value for the world. Some of you that are students, if they say that Bible is one of the textbook for a four credit load course, and you must question will be said from any part of the Bible. You will finish Bible twice. Try to know it well in order to get a certificate that perishes. Some of us, if they say, those of you that are uh, in contracts, if you will win this contract that is in maybe hundreds of millions or millions or billions, you must have a Bible knowledge test first. When you pass it, then you can win the contract. Many of us will go and start studying the Bible because of money. And yet, when we start singing, look at your mouth. But when money is placed side by side, you will abandon the word of God. You are rushing out early in the morning to get money, to pursue money. And you tell me that mammon is not your God. Believers, it is time to rise up and take the word serious. Jesus said, but now, but now, it's not like that before. Some of you that has followed us knew that we don't talk carelessly. The Lord said, I should want this house and entire body of Christ. But now, he that has no sword, go naked. Jesus doesn't play with word. Sell your clothes. And when they ask you, why are you selling the only cloth you have? You tell him, I want to make sure that I have the sword of the spirit. Pay the price. Wake up in the night and do Bible reading VJ. Excuse me. You can do it. Spend time to meditate on the word. Your word content is your real spiritual value. Know it and do it. There are some of us here, some are even ministers among us. You can preach powerfully, but you are not doing the word. Give and it shall be given to you, but you are very stingy when the money enters your hand. You will not be able to give and you want it to be given to you. Walk in the spirit. You will not walk in the spirit. You know it. You can quote it. Be patient with everyone. You can't even be patient with your husband or with your wife. And yet you can preach a powerful sermon. We need to do the word. It is when you do the word that the word becomes your sword. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. It is when you know the word and do it. That the word becomes your sword. Rise on your feet. I want you to pray. Make a commitment to the word of God now. Thank you for listening. I trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our Telegram, podcast and YouTube channels at Chidebele Udeze. For testimonies, counseling, and prayers, you can send an email to Calvary Way Revival Labels at gmail.com or call 080-6560-7999. And you can also follow us on our social media handles at Chidebele Udeze. God bless you.